Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about Apple and Beats, a winning combination not just for your health but also for your personal electronics. We also talk about Gmail updating its look, uh, trivia on the products Facebook has killed. We've also got Twitter adding mute, the end of poke, and a special guest who rings the door halfway through the show. It's a great one. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't Panic, coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 46, recorded May 12th, 2014, on Beats, Pokes, and A Stranger at the Door. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast Facebook refuses to poke. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the Hall and Oats of Technology. That would, of course, be <laughs> Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller, of course, making me the um, Art Garfunkel of technology. Uh, I'll take it. How's it going? That's bad, actually. How's it going, guys? I'm running out of famous duos, but I- I'm going to keep working on it. The only Works. reason I know of what, about Hall and Oates is because Etsy has a conference room called Pool Hall and Oates. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. I don't actually know who they are. He doesn't know who Meatloaf I is. I can't. Are Meatloaf even is a friends? delicious entree, right? No, don't be a fool. <laughs> Come on. No, we're gonna have to introduce Dan to good music, <laughs> like, like Meatloaf <laughs> and Hall and Oates. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you gotta catch up on all that stuff that happened in the decade before. Was we that was that a, was that a, a meatloaf joke? The catch up right there? No, but it's funnier now that you pointed it out. <laughs> so thank you, um, and thank you all of uh, out there for joining us. We've got an exciting show for you. Um, we've got a big rundown by remind everybody right off the top. Our website don'tpanic.io built fabulously by these two gentlemen. Uh, you should go there, check it out. The uh, the live shows, the recorded shows, our picks, uh, Facebook, RSS, iTunes, all the links are on our website. Uh, you're going to want to check it out there. I also want to remind everybody that we are in the midst of our May Madness prize giveaway uh, to officially launch the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network at coffeeandbeer.tv. So go ahead to coffeeandbeer.tv slash giveaway. Use the code word, code word launch. And enter the contest today. You can enter a couple times throughout the month. We're going to give away mugs, t-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so you should definitely go and enter. Coffeeandbeer.tv slash giveaway. Um, wonderful. With that, why don't we move into the top story, Colby. Don't say anything, all right? I'm playing the graphic. Okay, very good. Very good, Colby. You're learning, and that's what's important. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> uh, so are you guys fan of hip-hop music? No. Are you fans of billion-dollar tech acquisitions? Not really. <laughs> are you a fan of delicious flavor? Sometimes. All right, I'll Depends. take it. <laughs> well, how about the flavor of Apple and Beats? Uh, because we have got a fantastic acquisition here for you. Rumors flying wildly that... Uh, Beats Audio is about to be acquired by the Apple Computer Corporation for a whopping $3.2 billion. You may know Beats as the company uh, originally founded by Dr. Dre, uh, who is a hip-hopper, and uh, Johnny Irvine, who is a a record producer. And uh, with an annual revenue of $1.3 billion, uh, Beats is known for making headphones, speakers, and other audio-related accessory. The company has previously been 
owned by Monster Cables, HTC, have, have had a deal with HP, have been partly owned by a private equity group, and now is said to be in talks with an acquisition by Apple. Um, I guess the interesting thing about Beats specifically is that they're one of the few companies that has been able to succeed these days in hardware, especially audio hardware. Um, it's believed that Beats has a market share upwards of 60 to 70% for premium audio products. Uh, uh, in the past, you may have noticed Beats Audio and HTC phones. That deal began in 2011. Uh, you also may have noticed it's been in HP laptops. That's also a deal they've had. So what do you guys... What does uh, that even mean, though? Well, the technology integration? No, yeah. So... As far as I understand the deal, it's software, so some kind of audio optimization software, whatever that means. And I guess Beats has some kind of influence over the design of the hardware. But outside of that, I... I I'm know. guessing their software, uh, whatever you just called it, is boost the bass up. Yeah, oh, probably. Oh my gosh, it sounds better. Well, another thing Beats it's is known for is, is not publishing hard stats on their equipment so they don't tell you there was a list somewhere but you know of the the max this rate or the max that rate they don't actually publish those like most companies um and it's believed that's kind of like an apple thing to do maybe they'll get along that's true it wouldn't surprise me it's just interesting that, that beats has been able to succeed where so few have in creating a strong uh brand and a strong company in the hardware space and in the audio space i mean what do you guys think any initial thoughts on on these acquisition rumors i I don't know. I've never really liked... So, as a, a fan of music that doesn't benefit by having the bass boosted up really loud, I don't like Beats hardware, because that's all they do. Uh, and it's just as expensive as Bose, also, if not more expensive. I don't actually know how expensive it is. Uh, so, I don't like it. But I see the appeal to Apple where you could have uh, have you know what am I trying to say here Apple makes premium products that mostly are premium but sometimes they're not premium and they're just marketed as premium like the Apple TV and the Apple networking stuff aren't actually amazing but they still cost $300 in the case of the networking things I could see a similar thing working out where people who want all Apple stuff will be happily buying these Apple headphones with Beats technology. They're as bright, gaudy, white things that anyone will be able to see from anywhere that you are clearly a hip dude or dudette. I think, well, the other interesting thing is the, the music streaming stuff, right? Because yep. is that actually, do we actually know if that's successful or not? They at least are playing it off as successful. So uh, you're referencing the Beats Music service. They partnered with AT&T to offer that um, on yeah. phones as part of a monthly uh, fee. As far as I've read, it's not, it hasn't been particularly successful. Uh, not a failure, but under expectations. Uh, okay. and it, it would be important to note that from everything I've read, any previous streaming deals Beats has probably would not carry over. It's traditional language in these streaming agreements that if you're acquired, the contract doesn't carry over. Interesting. So, but Apple has deals with all these companies anyway, so it's not, I can't imagine 
that's has that's, anyone used the beats music streaming stuff well you have to be an at&t subscriber right and you I, have to i think so i don't I, think so well all right let's did we talk about this once I don't think we've ever talked about it. Not that I can recall. Beats Music. Sign up now for your free trial. Oh, so you can do it on the web. I don't. Can you do it on mo- Yeah, so I guess you can do it everywhere. But I don't know why I need this versus any other music service, though. Because it's not built into the Apple ecosystem yet. Imagine well, but Apple Beats Music. But Apple doesn't need Beats to do that, I don't think. Well, the Didn't- one they have now isn't even what's this is or what spotify is or what audio is it's just radio right yeah but do they so. my argument would be they haven't done it because they haven't wanted to i mean I, I i have to believe that if apple really wanted a spotify competitor or a beats competitor they would have just done it i don't know what would stop them they're uh i i suspect that it would probably be scar tissue that exists between the music industry and apple Maybe. With how Apple kind of screwed them over and made billions of dollars at their expense in their eyes. Could uh, be something like that. Yeah, but you're right. I, they certainly technologically could. And if the contracts don't carry over, then this doesn't make as much sense as I was thinking it did earlier today. I mean, I don't, I don't think this deal is about necessarily selling headphones or streaming music. I think... I'd make the argument it's about two main areas. One being Apple is, their headphones and earbuds are known for being relatively crappy. It's the joke, they're the ones that come with your phone and no one cares. Sure, Apple could design a better earphone, but people aren't going to believe them or make a big deal about it. I think by, it's the name, by applying a premium name to the headsets, I think it bumps their cred, and all those people who go into an Apple store and buy third-party headphones instead of Apple headphones are now going to be buying Apple headphones. So really, they've, they've, <laughs> they've added a whole new revenue stream. Mm-hmm. That's, I, yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, I mean, really, Beats is kind of the only successful audio brand these days, really. Um, so if Apple was serious about yeah. wanting to, to get serious about audio, who else would they right. acquire? I mean, they're the, success, the, the most successful, like consumer audio brand are they are they more successful than bose now i'd argue yes i mean i don't have hard numbers and well especially with with i think younger people yeah i mean they they like i said they've got a huge market share i mean they sell stuff i see beats on everybody's head um and it's about the brand it's not even that they're really good headphones you know and i think that's so hard to do and then that goes into my second point the other reason why i think this would benefit apple and this has been written about online is wearables i mean let's say hypothetically apple is getting to an iWatch. you're talking about a much more personal device a wearable something that's going to have to be more styled because you're wearing it every day and who better to create a style brand focused popular with the with the younger crowd device than than a company that has been one of the few to successfully do it over time that, recently, that, recently, least. and I mean, yeah. they, they everything Beats has come out with has been really successful, at least in hardware. And I think it makes sense for Apple to look at Beats and say, you know, imagine what they could do for a watch or a headband or whatever else they're making. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you guys think of that? 
I buy that. I think that's that's plausible. So uh, wait, your 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 <laughs> hypothesis is not that Apple will start making Beats branded things, but that Apple this is like an aqua hire for people who are fucking good at this shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I think Beats will continue to make Beats products. And right, I don't, right. I don't, yeah, I agree. And I don't think you'll ever see, you know, like HTC was doing, it said right on the back, HTC with Beats Audio. I don't think you'll ever see Apple do that. Like I said, oh, it's no. just getting the people who come into Apple stores and buy Beats headphones instead of Apple headphones. They're getting that, but then they're also getting the use of the brand name. They're also getting the people behind it. Right. Yeah, so that makes sense. In that respect, I think it's really smart. Uh, because yeah. what that's the number one problem with wearables. It's not the technology. It's not even the price. It's it's how cool it is and how wearable it is. And, you know, can it not look weird or gawky or anything like that? How do we make it popular? Fair point, Sean. You're Thank cleverer you. than you look. Oh. <laughs> and I don't look particularly clever. Uh so, so here's here's a, a. This isn't the trivia segment, but I'll give you trivia anyway. Uh, at three point two billion, this would be Apple's largest acquisition in company history. Uh, wow. What what was their second, their current largest, or what will be their second largest acquisition? Next computer. It would be next computer for how much? Seven hundred million. Six hundred, close enough. Okay. Yeah, what Dan said. So I mean, that's a. I mean, we all know Apple has cash to burn, but that's a. That yeah. is a big chunk of change to put down. It's also, by the way, another good thing that Apple is actually paying a fair amount. They're not spending ten million dollars on a company that doesn't make any money. I mean, they have revenues of a billion three a year. Beats so. Wow. Yeah, and this is also only one sixteenth of a WhatsApp. So yeah, yeah. Think about that. <laughs> Very good. I like I like these measurements. That's an around sixteen percent of a WhatsApp. My yeah. apologies. So, <laughs> it's a very good... And who knows, maybe... Anyone remember the iPod Hi-Fi that Apple no. sold? What? You don't remember the the iPod Hi-Fi? No. Never. Their, their, their short-lived product that lasted not even a year on the market. Here, I'll put it in the Skype chat for you guys. Um, and it was essentially... It was Apple-branded, and it was just this big-ass speaker you plugged your iPod into. That's awesome. And they announced it... Um, it was really, it was really expensive, three hundred forty nine dollars. It didn't have a radio in it. It was just for your iPod. It was only or compatible. Apple with certain would models. never put a radio in it. No, that's true. But then why wouldn't you go and buy a Bose one that takes your iPod, has a radio, and is cheaper? Because I've never listened to radio in my entire yeah, life. Right. <laughs> Dan Miller. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there I you go. I think they should bring back the mini. I listen to it as iPod. a podcast. <laughs> I I used to listen on the radio, but then it got too annoying. Also, I found yeah. more podcasts. Like before, I had enough podcasts to listen to. I used to listen to NPR, but now I have enough podcasts, and it gets me through the week. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say on Apple and Beats? Uh, obviously, not finalized, but it's all reports say yes. So we'll have to wait and see for the sign on the dotted line. So but, you, you yeah. don't, neither of you think that Apple will co-brand their own headphones with Beats? Like the iPhone 6 won't have with Beats technology. I guess it probably wouldn't be the 6 at this point, but like the 6S. I, or... I don't think that would be a very Apple-y thing to do. I feel like 
Beats will either go away and become Apple headphones, which I don't think will happen, or like Sean said, it'll stay completely separate. And yeah, I think I think what you do is you get an iPhone and it comes with a pair of Beats earbuds. And and besides, this way you can get your fruit and your vegetables from the same company. Yep. Aha! So all, all the food groups. There's the fruit and Beats joke we were looking for. Sold. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to move on to our next segment, a little trivia challenge. I've been waiting for like five minutes. Why do you talk through? Now you're just doing it on purpose. Now you're just doing it on purpose. Well, Colby, uh, oh, Jesus. Well, Colby, you're in luck because today's trivia is themed around Facebook. Book face. We are going to test your Facebook knowledge, so hopefully you don't get too embarrassed. Uh, we have a story later in the rundown about some products Facebook has sadly killed off. But it's not among the first, so today's trivia is called Facebook's Killed Products. And it's all <laughs> trivia about Facebook things that once existed and no longer exist. Are you guys ready? I was going to say, Sean, is this like a clever ploy to like get me to leak stuff on the air? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Colby, what unreleased product? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great. Facebook's new uh, retinal implant or, you know, some... Yeah, I think Colby's far more prepared than I am for this segment, however. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's ask our first question. Uh, anyone remember Facebook credits? That thing companies used to do where you would take real dollars and convert them into some fake currency? Well, Facebook... Yeah, that was all the rage for a while. Facebook credits killed in 2012. Anything you buy now is based in real dollars, but... Back when Facebook credits was a thing, one U.S. dollar was worth how many Facebook credits? And I will, whoever wants to answer first. A hundred. No. Ten. Ten. Yay, nice. Dan gets a point. Ten credits for one U.S. dollar in Facebook credits. And now they're worth nothing. Uh, so do they spin that off into Bitcoin? <laughs> It'd certainly be <laughs> worth a lot more than, uh, I'm sure, whatever Facebook credits are worth these days. Uh... Who here remembers when Facebook came out with the subscribe button, where you could click and subscribe to people rather than friend them? Oh, yeah. And you would get their updates without having to actually be friends. Well, uh, whatever happened to subscribe, this is multiple choice, was the product killed, rebranded, folded into a new product, or it still exists in its same form today? Do you, do you know what happened to subscribe? This is what I want to see if Colby knows. Um, I know, like, this can still happen. So, so is it killed, rebranded in its same form, folded into a new product, or it still exists as is? I'm going to... Can I answer yeah, now? of course. I'm going to say rebranded. Okay. I, I agree with Dan. And you would be correct. It is now known as follow. You can yeah. follow people rather than subscribe. Yeah. Same idea. Okay. Um, this was probably my favorite of defunct Facebook products, and I'm sad it failed. Uh, anyone remember Facebook questions where you could poll your friends? Yep. I always thought that was a cool idea. Sadly, uh, it is now defunct, but uh, Facebook... You can still do it in groups. In groups, yes. And you are correct. You can. Um but Facebook Questions was piloted first in which country? Was Before it went worldwide, it was piloted in what country? The United States, England, Japan, or Australia? Colby. None of those would have been my guess. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> well, what, what was your guess? Um, my guess was New Zealand. Okay. But I, 
I'm going to say Australia. Okay. Dan? I feel like that's a well-reasoned guess because of some weird population uh, isolation issue. What were the other ones? I don't even remember. The that. U.S., England, Japan, or Australia? Japan. Okay. If it's Japan, I'll be shocked. The answer is Australia. Colby, you are correct. And I'm assuming New Zealand was included with that. So, uh, Interesting. Very, very good. Um, our final question. So the score is... You're tied, I believe. So yeah. this is for all the marbles. Anyone remember Facebook physical gifts where you could send your friends physical objects through Facebook? Yeah, yeah. I do. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. I know. Killed in 2013. <laughs> now you can send only virtual things like gift cards. When Facebook killed physical gifts in 2013, what percent of all gift purchases on Facebook were actually physical? So of all the gift purchases through Facebook, what percentage of them were physical objects? Just a number? Percentage. The percentage of overall gifts that were physical versus gift cards. 0.05. Colby? You said 10%. 10%. The correct answer, 20%. 20%. More more than you thought uh, were physical gifts. So you tied, but good job. You guys knew a decent amount about Facebook defunct products. Uh, Remember Beacon? No. You know, so... That was an early one. Yeah, I, I... That was the okay. one where they would integrate with brands and automatically post on your behalf, like when you bought stuff and and they never yeah. and they didn't tell you it just did it. Isn't that uh, open graph? An infamous oops. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Facebook got in a lot of trouble for that. Actually, I think they got like FCC fines or something or FTC, one of them. Uh, all right. Well, what was we- that startup? I don't know if it was a startup. What was that product where it would? Would it hook into your credit card and it would and it would just tweet on your behalf whenever you bought anything? I think American Express actually was the ones who did that, if I remember. What? You're right yeah. though, Dan. That was absolutely a thing. Yeah. And it was I, supposed to make you more conscious about what you purchased. Yeah, I think it was American Express that did that. That was cool. Fascinating. Made me want an Amex card. But I have no credit Yeah, I do. Card. Well, let's do some... Uh, they want to sponsor the show. <laughs> yes, American, American Express. You can buy things with their products. Uh, let's move on, because uh, we've got more news. Wait, what? Yes, Dan? What would happen if you bought something on Twitter by tweeting, and then American Express oh tweeted my- about your tweet purchase? Oh, my God. Like, uh, the Amazon thing. Yes, it's like a vicious yeah. circle. You'd end up with, like, three million of something. Like, <laughs> yeah. incursion. That's awesome. I love that. That's funny. Um, all right, do you guys have a story you want to jump on first, or should I just pick one out of the pile? Um, yeah. What was it? We've got Square, Gmail, Facebook, iPhone, Twitter. Yeah, I guess we might as well jump right into the Facebook thing. We'll get jump it all right into out Facebook. of the way. That's good. Um, anyone rem- remember Facebook Poke? No? No. <laughs> Neither does anybody. Uh, Facebook Poke was Facebook's um, Snapchat competitor uh, of sorts where you could send quick messages to your friends. You could poke them through the app or send photos or video or messages. Uh, well, it no longer exists. Uh, Facebook has pulled Poke from the App Store 
and uh, it's been around for approximately a year. Uh, it's also interesting to note Facebook also pulled their camera app, which was a separate app dedicated solely to uploading photos to the service. This doesn't come as much of a surprise considering most of the camera features are built into the Facebook app itself uh, or into Messenger and the fact that uh, nobody actually used Poke. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on them uh, pulling these products? I used camera all the time. Really? Tell it was so more. much easier than... I don't even know how to upload a, fa a photo on the normal Facebook. Do I have to write a post? I have to write a post and I have to press the camera... Whereas the camera app, I just press on the camera app, and the photos are already there. I just tap the ones and then press the post button. It's a much more Instagram-like. It's even better than Instagram. Because Instagram <laughs> assumes cool. that you haven't taken the picture you want to post to Instagram yet. That's Whereas cool. Facebook camera assumes that, that you've already taken it, which is always what I do. I never <laughs> open an app just to take a picture for Twitter or for Instagram or for Facebook, I take a picture and I upload it, usually to many things. So I miss Facebook camera. I, I mean, I upload, I think it makes sense if you're doing bulk photo uploads, but I think for a single photo, it's not the end of the world to do it through the Facebook app. I just think this announcement's interesting. We talked last week about all these apps splitting into multiple Courseware splitting, Google Drive splitting, um, but here we have Facebook actually consolidating uh, their apps into one service. Um, I don't know. Uh, Coley, you can probably answer this. Can third-party services upload photos to your Facebook? Yes. I think so. Okay. I mean, Instagram can post things to your... So, like, if a third-party wanted to just essentially rebuild the camera app, they could? Yeah, what I should really do is look for a, a universal Facebook camera app for all my stuff. Yeah, or just a photo. Well, I wonder if like a Flickr app or something like that. I wonder if they do. I've, Flickr does post to Facebook, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, to me, again, I would rather have one photo app that posts to all services than one photo app that just posts to Facebook, no? So when I open up the Facebook app, I have to press the photo button before. Oh, I can no, a whole photo. button! That's twice as much work as it was before. Oh, my God. Cry me a river. <laughs> Dan Miller, jeez. Uh, no, I no, and I think that's fair. And if you are a big photo person on Facebook, if you share a lot of photos, I think it's it makes sense. I I just question how many people used it regularly. Clearly, not that many. No, and poke God even less. I yeah. used it I think twice with Colby, who was the only person I knew who had it. <laughs> I know you were the only person I knew who had. And then we like each poked <laughs> each other, and then that was it. And then we never used it. Um, yep. So I, you know. There's nothing wrong with trying and failing, but I think, and I've said this before, I think in the last year or two, Facebook has really upped its app game. I mean, Paper is a good example of that, uh, of, of them really taking, you know, it, the rumor is that Facebook spent 12 days building Poke, um, which doesn't bode well, but I just think it's interesting that Facebook is taking apps seriously, because as we know, they're, that's where a lot of their market is, so... I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on this? No. If anyone knows any good universal photo apps. So I tried to log into Flickr last weekend, and I cannot remember my password. Ju actually, just to do the just this sort of thing. And also, the Flickr recover your password feature was down, or just doesn't work at all. 
Yeah. So I'm in the market. Well, I know Flickr just got new mobile apps uh, that are. Yeah, and that was a problem because when I downloaded the new app, it logged me out, and I hadn't logged in in like two years. <laughs> no. And that's the other thing that bugged me too is the Flickr account I used. Uh, I logged in through Google or through Facebook, and they pulled it. Now you have to have a Yahoo account, and I'm like, I don't want a Yahoo account. Are you? Is that still a thing? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I logged in through Facebook, and now you can't do that anymore or something. Yeah, well, you can. I think you can still do it, but the first time you do it, they're like, we're not going to let you do it again. So you could try that because <sighs> they pulled it. They want people to make their right. own. Goodness gracious. Ugh, Yahoo. Marissa Mayer. Silos. Oh, yeah, look at that. This little tiny, tiny link on the bottom. Sign in with Facebook. Yeah. That's probably what I want. Yeah, they're very unhappy about that. Well, this is good. I'm glad we could troubleshoot your login on the show. <laughs> it's like we, we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you need experts on how to log into your long-forgotten Yahoo account... All don't panic. Yeah, you now need to create a Yahoo account yeah. to continue using Flickr. Yep. Oh, my word. Good lord. Uh, all right, let's move on. What do you guys want to talk about next? Um, What are our options? We've got Post, yeah. Square, Gmail, iPhone, Twitter, or AT&T. Can we talk about Gmail? We can talk about Gmail. A leaked screenshot came out this week uh, of a potential new Gmail redesign. Uh, this was posted to geek.com. It's a trial test version of email. Uh, there's no word on whether this will ever see an actual official release, but what's interesting is it is a stark comparison to the Gmail you are used to today. Uh, it gets rid of the sidebar, um, and it's been replaced with a slide in pane. Buttons like composed have been moved to the bottom right corner. There's also a new reminders feature. It's very similar to what you see on android and it's very consistent with the google now uh design language that google has been pushing recently this isn't a surprise uh because there have been in previous months leaks similar to this on other google services uh sort of teasing that there may be a larger redesign down the line uh stars have been replaced with pins and you can set it so that pinned emails always stay at the top of your inbox in addition, travel, purchases, and finance tabs now join the current social, promotional updates, and forum tabs. Now, of course, this could just be a test, and it may not be a real product, but um, having looked at this, what do you guys think of this new look for Google? Any, anything? Anything See, at all? It, seem, it seems so sparse. I'm sorry, that was my doorbell. You keep talking. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. My doorbell just rang. Got him. It's, it's true. Did you see my message? I did. So for all those listening, we're now playing a practical joke on Sean by having <laughs> someone ring his doorbell in the middle of the broadcast. Indeed. Indeed. In the meantime, we can keep discussing this. Hey, uh, all right, I'm back, and uh, look who's here. It's Joe, everybody. <laughs> I guess. Hey, Joe. We can totally see you. There we go. Yeah. Hey, guys. There he is. How are you? What are you guys talking about? We're talking about this new redesign for Gmail. Have you seen this? This is a leaked screenshot. Oh, I I feel, this feels like an episode of, like, Mr. Rogers now. <laughs> oh, it's next door <laughs> it's neighbor, neighbor Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Do you want to stick around? What are you guys talking about? All right. Uh, well, you guys keep talking, and I'm going to get Joe uh, set up. It should just take a minute. So Okay. Keep, keep talking. Okay. 
Colby, is it just me, or does this thing look like the mobile-first design taken to the uh, pathological extreme? Yeah, like they forgot to do the desktop one. <laughs> yeah, like they they made it responsive, but when you snap it out, it doesn't actually change anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they just... They when you, They forgot the breakpoints. It looks like... It. Actually, it looks like... A Android tablet app. Maybe that was the look they were going for. <laughs> oh, it really does. <laughs> oh, poor Android tablets. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is actually like the tablet one, and someone just like had it open on their desktop and took a screenshot of that. <laughs> okay, we are back. Can you guys hear us? Okay. I can hear yeah, you. Yeah, I can't okay. see you. Say hi, Joe. Hello. Woo! Go. All right, I'll add you to this. So what? So what? what what's the conclusion? Because I didn't hear anything you said. So there are two. We decided there are two possibilities. The first possibility is that uh, they forgot to do the desktop view, and this is just a stretched out mobile web view of Gmail. The second possibility is that this is actually the uh, Android tablet app for Gmail. It does look very much like a tablet app. It does look very much like an Android tablet app, and then it's just a mobile app stretched out across the screen. True, but could you? I mean, could you <laughs> see this on a desktop? No. What happened to my inboxes, and what things are in which ones? There, you know, everyone's trying to simplify Gmail. I mean, we're uh, email. We talked about mailbox before. Trying to do the same thing on mobile. Well, the last time Gmail updated their mailboxes, they broke the one main inbox into, like, four different ones. Social, promotional, forums, updates. And that was great. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> now you don't have Start any mailboxes, Joe. <laughs> Instead of going to one place for everything, I got to go to, like, five. But only one of those places, for me, usually has anything I care about. So we talked about how I treat email like a news stream on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if it's not in my important and unread section, then I probably won't read it, or I'll only read the subject line and then mark it as read. What happens if you sign up for a new service and it gets flagged as like a promotion and gets dumped in that inbox instead of going to your important well, When I sign up, I know it. I'm looking for it. Like, like, I just logged into Flickr and they just sent me an email and I looked to make sure that I got the email. You know? I, I, I think the, the future of email and this argument for email is just going to end up being this idea of Google's going to put together what it thinks your email should be. You know, uh, Hotmail, what, what is it now, Outlook, uh, is going gonna, is gonna to put together what it wants to be. But I think in the end, just use a third-party service. You know, we, we've talked about this. If, if you like a mobile app better than you like what you like on your, you know, through these protocols and stuff, you... You have a lot of options when it comes to email. So we're going back to a client-based email client like uh, Thunderbird or uh, Outlook true. for the for Windows. Or, or Mutt, the command line email client. Oh, God. <laughs> Nerd. That's where it's at. Oh, I don't know about... Do you still use that? No. <laughs> you but I, I that? want to. Seeing this makes me want to. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I'm terrified. Fair. Um, very good. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that, the redesign there, and across the uh, ecosystem universe thing. Uh, 
Let's move on and talk about um, <sighs> Twitter. Um, just like I can do to all of you on the show right now, Twitter is adding Mute to its service. Um, it has been available in third-party clients previously, but now uh, you'll be able to do it through the official Twitter mobile apps and on Twitter.com. It's a feature where you can mute your uh, someone you follow. Uh, you'll still be able to reply, retweet, and do things of those nature. It just won't show up in your main feed. So if wait, 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 yeah. What do you mean you'll still be able to reply and retweet? So, like, if you go to their pro... You know, like, a, if you block someone, you can't see anything about them. But what this does is you can still go to their profile. You can still... I, I believe if someone uh, else retweets them, you'll see it. So this is this is unfollowing without unfollowing. This is Facebook, don't show me any of this person's posts without unfriending them feature. Right, right. right. I believe on Facebook is called unfollowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect sense, totally clear. Um, yeah, so it's this idea, you know, like I know some people who will live tweet something one day and clog up your feed or something of that nature. Uh, it's temporary. Joe points to me. Yeah, haha, funny. Uh, you'll also no longer receive push or SMS notifications from that user if you have such a thing set up. Uh, let me ask our special guest, Joe. What do you think of Twitter muting? Because I, mean, I know you're a big Twitter guy. Oh, yeah, I love Twitter. It's great. I actually don't have a Twitter at all, like, not even once. And uh, the idea that someone can tweet you 140 characters is kind of just over my head. Why not just go to Facebook? Anyway, like so, you said, so I have answers for this. <laughs> all right, go if, ahead. If you want to hear them. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah not no, good. we, we want to we hear. Why should Joe care about Twitter? So Twitter is this amazing equalizing communication thing because – Email and Facebook, uh, there's this idea that if someone sends me an email, I can't just respond like yes or no or whatever. I have to be like, hey, so-and-so, thanks for contacting me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, best regards, Dan. And people who are like, mildly famous, geek famous, internet famous get a lot of this crap, and they don't answer emails, but it's really easy for them to answer a tweet like, hey, super famous computer programmer, did you see this? Yes, I disagree because why? And it's like, I just talked to so-and-so, and he responded or she responded to me, and that's awesome. That's what makes it cool to me. More th no, 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 no. It's not for... Kanye doesn't even run his own Twitter account. It's for the people... Like, the guy who wrote Rails. Like, you can get into an argument with the guy who wrote Rails on Twitter. I would never do that. But you can <laughs> if you just are talking to him. No, no, no. I said, I said internet famous. No, no, no. I said internet famous and geek famous. Those, like, this middling levels of famous.
it's a, it's also like public shaming. If they don't if they don't answer you, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> but That's called blocking them. So it sounds like you want a service that will block someone on your behalf and then unblock them when you set... Yeah. <laughs> we can build that. They just don't see that one post. So I did this to one of my friends. <laughs> I did this to one of my friends where I had a, a Twitter client where I could mute him, and I just muted him for six months because there was an arbitrary time period. I was like, you know what? He's getting shut down for six months, like the entire rest of the semester. And he started talking about tweets eventually, and I realized that I had no idea what he was talking about, and he assumed that I saw it. Was, it was hilarious. I... <laughs> the mute feature was worth it just for that moment. Uh, and by me. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, picks. I have to go grab my pick. I'll be right back.
<laughs> was this made by Colby? <laughs> Half price crabs. Applebee's content is just so funny. So, um, what's Applebee's? It's, uh, you can get it for iOS, use it when you're at an Applebee's, and don't use it when you're not at an Applebee's. <laughs> um, so that, that is my pick this week. Um, Dan, you've got a physical object. Yeah. Yeah, so tell uh, us about it. So I'm going to Scotland, and when I went to New Zealand, where Facebook tests all of its features land of sheep and Facebook betas, <clears throat> uh, I got this Lonely Planet book, and that was four years ago now. Uh, so lo there's travel books, Lonely Planet is just one vendor. Full disclosure, I've not tried any other vendors, uh, but Lonely Planet is awesome. So I'm going to Scotland, and I bought the Lonely Planet Scotland book, and it has things that I guess you might expect, like uh, maps, and uh, reviews of restaurants and things to do and all like place by place. But my two favorite features of Lonely Planet are by far itineraries. So itineraries are just plan it all out for me and it by day. So I have one day in Scotland or, I, or one day in like major city X or major city Y of Scotland. Or I have five days or I have 10 days. And the other cool feature is that the end of each book has these great uh, history sections where it's kind of, and not just history, but like bird's eye view of this place. What do you need to know? What music, what like native music is popular? What has historically been popular? What is popular like contemporary art, uh, authors? authors who were born in the area, who are famous in the area, the history of the politics of the place. But it's just enough to be interesting and not so much as the, if you actually did this, I went to a bookstore and I looked in the Scotland section just because I was curious because now I had kind of an overview of Scotland and it used to be this big world of power, uh, Mary Queen of Scots and all that stuff. Uh, but none of the books look interesting at all. There was not a single one that seemed approachable, whereas Lonely Planet was totally approachable. And now I can have a conversation about Scottish independence. Uh, so Lonely Planet, uh, lonelyplanet.com. Go to a place, pick up the book, and learn about it. It's kind of like that pick I had a few weeks ago, the app. What was that called? Aviary? No. 
anyways, find you kind of findery. Yeah, you kind of get these little stories you wouldn't really get if you just visited or just read about it online or the Wikipedia page. Lonelyplanet.com. Yes, sir. Awesome travel stuff. Now, are you going to be in Scotland on a Monday? Uh, yes. <laughs> are we gonna, are we going to get you to do Don't Panic from uh, across the pond? Uh, probably to, not. To be determined. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll tease it even if it doesn't happen. Okay, sure. It'll be our big international episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even if even if Dan is only there in spirit and not actually on the show. Um, very cool. Lonely Planet. Colby. Yes. Uh, what is what is your pick this week? Uh, so this weekend I started watching on Netflix because I ran out of Mad Men. Um, I start, I started watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, um, and I've only gotten through like four or five episodes, but it, it's pretty delightful so far. It's like kind of cheesy in like an '80s TV kind of way, but also not cheesy and great. <laughs> That's a great summary. No, not really. I mean, I've seen I've seen episodes here and there, but I've never like watched watched it. You'll get hooked. Don't worry. I I believe it. One of the things that was enticing, I was like, well, there's like seven seasons of this, and there are like four other series. So I could literally watch this for months. You could. Um, I actually watched Star Trek Next Generation a lot, and uh, after watching that, I went back and watched the original. Also good. Mm-hmm. You should definitely watch that because it's it's different because it's from like the sixties. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Good. I think I think the original is strongly in the so bad it's good camp at this point, whereas TNG manages to straddle that line pretty well. It's more like the Cosby Show, you know. There's like lessons to be learned from the Next Generation, whereas the original is like. Let's think about the world, but this is 1960s, so we're thinking about it really weird and different. It's true. <laughs> it is like an interesting, like, blue, anthropological... That's why they're a different color. Like, they're not aliens. They're just humans that are different color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting anthropological study, if nothing else. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm excited. I, I'll keep you guys posted as I progress. <laughs> yeah, months uh, from now, Colby will just be a zombie. <laughs> I watched all the Star Trek. Oh my god, it's done. Time for my pick. Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to mention that it is uh, streaming on Netflix. Correct. It is. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, good. I just wanted all, to all the seasons. It's weird because it's the old aspect ratio, so it like doesn't take up your full screen. Yeah, but that's once you letterbox that exists at one point. Yeah. By three. All right. Very good. Star Trek: The Next Generation, as opposed to the previous one, uh, available now on your Netflix account. Um, very good, Joe. Do you have a Do you have a pick for us? So I was online today on the Samsung website just because I was killing time. I wanted to see some specs about the S5, and I scrolled about halfway down the page, and I came upon a very interesting app that they were advertising on the Samsung homepage. It's the LeBron app. I don't know if you can see that. Mm-hmm. It's an app that just follows LeBron James. The man has his own app that's sponsored by Samsung. <laughs> and the best part is, you can only download it if you have a Samsung Galaxy phone. 
And what kind of interesting updates do you get in the uh, the LeBron app? I did download it, and uh, I'll show you. <laughs> so the LeBron It's, it's kind of just like a Twitter feed, but with a bunch of pictures. So the, the most recent one is his road locker. I guess they're playing... Yeah, they're playing tonight. They're on the they're road. They're playing the, the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, oh, his pregame stretch. And, uh, oh, look, they arrived in Brooklyn. It's all these weird things. And then at the bottom, if you scroll... There's LeBron Radio, so he has some selections of his most favorite music you can listen to while you're using his app that follows him. I thought that was great. That's really creepy. Yeah. That's called building your personal brand. Oh, my God. And you can only get it if you buy a Samsung Galaxy phone. Remember that, so Galaxy. Uh Remember when we had that story a couple weeks ago about how no one uses Samsung apps on Samsung phones? That's one of them. Yeah, there you go. Wait, did that come pre-installed? It or did you not. Have to, like, I had to download it, oh. which is the saving grace. You know? <laughs> That's funny. I would be really upset. If, be- if you had a phone in there with one of the Craftware apps with the LeBron James app. I think it'd be funnier if it was just like a random celebrity. So you buy a phone and it's like, oh, my phone comes, comes pre-installed with the, you know, I don't know, the... I can't think of anyone famous, but a famous... Pro- I, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, there you go. Patrick Stewart. You know, and it just and it just tells you what Patrick Stewart's up to and like his favorite songs. Colby, one thing about watching the next generation, you will never be able to watch American Dad the same way again. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's very funny on that. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. That's true. Well, that pretty much wraps up our show. Uh, Joe, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. Thank you for coming down and interrupting the show. Not a problem, anytime. Um, <laughs> next time, I'm just not going to answer the door. I, I don't know who else I thought it could have been. Joe, Joe didn't think you were going to answer the door in the first place. He was like, "You, you got to make sure he answers the door." Well, I, 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 I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? It's Joe, and it'll be fun <laughs> coming to do you the show. instantaneously. And though, then I right? realized, like, I have to reconfigure everything for a guest. <laughs> it's fine. No, it was fun. It was fun. You got me to work. So. Good job. Thank you, Joe. Do you have anything you'd like to promote, to plug, to pimp? No? Oh, uh, I'm wearing my D.C. Chili Cook-Off shirt. They opened the Washington Monument today, so if you're in D.C., go see the Washington Monument before it falls down in another earthquake. That's one of the best plugs I think we've ever had. It's the... not one of the only plugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one does ever... Do you gentlemen have anything you want to plug? No. no. Dan's going to plug that's... Dublin. Yeah, I will. Wait, when are, you, when are you going there? Next week. So we'll have to talk about the show next, next week, too. And the week after. Dan's just Holy never going to show up. Well, you know after. what? I will say. I might be, well, well, we'll talk. I think people should get excited for this Wednesday because we are having a just explosive episode of Change Mode uh, coming to you live at coffeeandbeer.tv. Who is our special guest? Is it Thomas? It is Thomas. <laughs> And, is, and what's the topic? Functional programming. Oh, man, you got me on the seat of my, my chair now. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. You're not gonna it. Is that like when you have a program and you've got functions that you can call in the program? Functional yeah, programming? Yeah, but that's all you have. Yeah, you don't have anything else. No objects? Just... No objects. You don't have any integers? You can't make any variables? Yeah, yeah, there are, there are those things. <laughs> There are values, but that's values and functions. It's like math. 
And we all love math. Yes, indeed. So that's 10 p.m. this Wednesday, the 14th, on uh, coffeeandbeer.tv. You're going to want to watch that. Of course, Don't Panic, we do this every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, at our website, don'tpanic.io. Get all the latest there. And, of course, don't forget to enter the May Madness Prize giveaway at coffeeandbeer.tv slash giveaway and use code LAUNCH. Um, I think that's everything. So thanks, you guys, for being here, and we will see you next week on another exciting edition of Don't Panic. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.